This Tailgate Society podcast is brought to you by our good friends at Deadeye Premium Barbecue Products. Born in Iowa and made in the heartland, Deadeye is your go-to source for everything barbecue. Sauces, seasonings, you name it. They've made a science out of great grilling flavor. It's more than a sauce. Whether you're cooking sliders, dogs, steak, or chicken, Deadeye has the explosive flavor needed to make every dish delicious. Try a splash of their sweet and smoky original recipe or turn up the heat with their Magnum Edition barbecue sauce. Both flavors are available in seasonings as well as sauces. So pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. Hi, my name's Emily Cornell. Hi, I'm Emily Jarenka. This is Sports and Corks. Yes, our second episode. Yes, very exciting. Um, the first episode, also exciting stuff. We'll start the same of jumping right into college football because it's finally begun. It's here. We have had games and we've had exciting games even. Yeah, uh, so I was kind of intermittently watching the Florida and Miami Miami game Um I guess the one word I would use to describe it is sloppy, but (laughs) it was still entertaining to watch. Um, And then I did not watch really any of the Hawaii-Arizona game, unfortunately, uh, regretting that a little bit, but I was just out and about and wasn't watching it. So um, you might have to take take over that one, but what were your thoughts on the games? um, So the Florida-Miami game, I was just excited that there was football again. Yeah. So I was like, I was hanging out with people and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at the Florida Miami game. We have football. It's not the best, but like, you know, it's better than nothing. Um, and then I also did not get to catch the Hawaii Arizona game, um, because it was in the middle of the night for me. Um, understandable. (laughs) Yeah. So I was definitely, I slept through it, but when I saw the next morning that Hawaii had won, I was impressed and Hawaii's back. Um, yes. Maybe people will be saying that instead of Texas is back. We'll find out this weekend. Um, well. But I was happy to see, while well, I'm sad to see a West Coast team go down, I'm happy to see a Mountain West team win. So um, hopefully Hawaii carries that momentum and just like does well this season because it's good for the Mountain West and it's good for West Coast sports. Yeah, it's been a while since they had a good team. Um, I remember, I think it was back when I was in high school, um, they had a really good quarterback. I can't remember his name, Um, but it's definitely been a hot second since they were good. Uh, Any other thoughts from this weekend of games? I know it was kind of just a brief introduction into the season. Uh, There weren't a ton of games on, but... Yeah, it I those just my big thoughts are like I'm I'm excited that it's back and I'm excited that there was already an upset. So, I hopefully that's kind of a preview for this weekend and all the good things to come. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had two close games on national television, so can't complain about that. So, what is your game of the week for this upcoming week in college football? So looking through the games this weekend, of course, I'm going to be watching Wyoming, Wyoming play Missouri. Um, but the game of the week was not that for me because <laughs> <laughs> while Missouri may 
have some challenges coming to 7,220 feet. Um, I think the bigger game that will be interesting, I should say, it will be the Utah-BYU game, just because it's an in-state rivalry. Um, nobody likes BYU. It doesn't really matter where you are in the Mountain West region of the country. Like, I don't know if it even really matters in terms of the Mountain West. I just think in general, the only people who like BYU are BYU fans, which is kind of sad for them, but I think it's just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, because it's, they're, they're a team that like not everyone's rooting for. Correct. Um, I think it'll just be a good in-state rivalry game. Like I'm a sucker for an in-state right. Or just like a close rivalry because it, the fans make it more fun. So I'm hoping that like, because Utah should be, yeah, they should dominate in the mountain or in the um, Pac-12. Hopefully we get to see some good stuff out of them when they're playing BYU and then BYU, you know, a lot of their players are like older. So, uh, that's, they, that's they are not 18 years old. Well, so they, they should bring something to the field. Right. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think too, that, um, a lot of people will jump to conclusions if Utah barely wins this game or if they, lose in a close game I mean I think if they get blown out then that's a whole other discussion but I think that if they barely win or lose a close game I would still believe for now that they're the best team in the Pac-12 honestly Uh, time will tell but I'm not if they lose to BYU and it's close or if they barely win I'm still confident in their ability to have a really strong season oh for sure like they could start slow against BYU and it's not like a huge deal. I mean, obviously if they get blown out, that makes me, yeah, it makes me question is BYU that good? Um, is Utah that bad? Yeah, The classic, classic question you ask yourself when there's a very strange ending (laughs) to a game. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, it, it just might be a bad matchup, bad matchup. Yeah. That's, it's another possibility for sure. Yeah. So what's your game of the week? Um, To be cliche, I guess my game of the week is Auburn versus Oregon. Uh, I'm just interested to see how that game shakes out. I think that it's a really important game for Oregon, uh, not just for their program, but to kind of make a statement for the Pac-12 in general. Um, I think that the Pac-12 is kind of always being questioned because people make the argument of, well, they can't beat the SEC teams. And for them to get this win, I think would be really big for that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I think this is necessarily going to be a fun game to watch because Auburn's defense is crazy. Um, so I think it, it could be kind of a sloppy game, but uh, I'm just interested to see kind of who, who comes out and makes a statement with that game. Yeah, that'll definitely set the tone for Auburn if it'll go back to that if Oregon blows out Auburn is Oregon that good is Auburn that bad Correct. but it also just makes the SEC look not great yeah and I think that's always the thing with um the SEC in football is if they do lose people just think it's a fluke 
um, in yeah. a lot of cases. And I'm sorry, if a team in the SEC loses to a non-SEC team, people just kind of see it as, oh, you know, they just had an off day. But um, so there's no way like that Oregon, for example, if they win this game is actually better than Auburn or as a team. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer that that always gets slapped on <laughs> teams who are outside of the SEC who do beat an SEC team. I just don't think it really, in a lot of cases, gets that much respect. But I mean, the SEC is also great at football, so I, I could see, I, I see where people are coming from with that argument. It's just kind of a a bummer, I guess. <laughs> it is, and especially when it's a. Pac-12 team, while it's still a, a Power 5 conference, of all the Power 5 conferences, the Pac-12 is kind of... The weakest? Yeah, yeah, it's it's viewed as the weakest. It's at the bottom, but like, I mean, this could be the year for them if Oregon shows up, if um, Utah. Utah shows up, Colorado with their head coach <laughs> who came from the SEC, like... Yeah. Um, there could be some competitive Pac-12 teams in the, like, when you're looking at Power 5 teams. There could be, yeah. I just think that with the Pac-12, you know, if you're hoping to make the college football playoff, you kind of have to win out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, maybe there's room for you to lose one game, but it's it's pretty competitive. You have to be pretty perfect because you are in that conference, and you know, at the end of the day, you're not playing the teams that Alabama is playing, you know, every weekend. So, um, I, I definitely see both sides to that argument, but yeah, it should be a good, uh, good weekend in college football. I'm excited. Same. It's going to be a solid Saturday of Labor Day weekend. So yes. really there's no reason to feel bad about spending all of Saturday watching football. There is not at all. But... All right, so we'll next week we'll come back about these games, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to say, especially about that Auburn Oregon game. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I have a feeling that there will be a lot to talk about with that one, but we'll I, see. I feel like it's. Gonna, I'm sorry. Oh, I just said we'll see. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So shifting gears from college football to someone who had a song that was played during college football. Like yeah, commercial. Very confusing in the past. Why, but I mean, it didn't super make sense. It was not the right artist for the <laughs> not even I mean, just in the song in general. Anyways, we should explain. <laughs> Taylor Swift is who we're talking about. She dropped a new album. Uh, was it last weekend? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, w- what are your thoughts on that? Just as kind of you know, sports and music intersect. That's something we'll be talking about. Yes, but this album does not intersect with sports, and if it does, <laughs> I will be so confused. If, if you can find themes that relate to sports, please let us know. <laughs> yeah, um, the themes are, and so like talking to like a lot of people, I'm going to be very upfront. I really enjoyed this album. Um, I got to work. I put my headphones in. I was like, oh my gosh. These are a bunch of bops. Um, And so naturally I had to talk to every single person I encountered or like any of my friends I'd text and I'd be like, Hey, have you heard Taylor's new album? Um, The the way other people feel, not the way I feel. 
Um, so I think I am like kind of on an island of really enjoying this album. And I think her worst song on it is me. And that's all yeah. was like not the great. Pretty annoying. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like the, the spelling and the like, it's just so yuck. Yeah. I, I was about to imitate it, but no one needs to hear that. So <laughs> I will skip that. Um, so I guess this brings me to my hot take for the week. I think this is a terrible album. It's terrible music. I am not about it. And I'm disappointed because I usually at least like a few songs off of her album. The last album, Reputation, I really enjoyed even. And my, my main beef with this new album is that she does so much talking. And she Ooh. did that on the last album. But I think yeah. it was more of an, a, a kind of aggressive the songs are more aggressive in nature, I guess. Um, and this one, I'm just not, I, I listened to every single song all the way through and which was an hour of my life. And I <laughs> did not enjoy a single song and I did not add a single song to one of my playlists, which I think is a record for her album. So <laughs> to be super negative, that's how I feel about this new album. Oof. Which is sad. I'm kind of bummed, but it's just how I feel about it. So maybe it'll grow on you. Maybe we'll see. Do you have a do you have a hot take for the week? Um, I feel like my hot take is that that it's it's great. Yeah, like because like everyone else, they kind of share the same feelings as you, where you're just they're just like, wow, this song was or this album is like her worst album someone said that it was like too happy and I was like yeah how do you listen to paper rings and feel sadness like she's just so happy to be in love and um and so I think that that is also kind of a both takes are depending on who you talk to are hot because I haven't talked to a lot of people who think it's like the best album um but then people who do think it's great Uh, yeah I think people are really leaning one way or the other about it it doesn't seem like there are a lot of people in the middle no which is really interesting for taylor swift it is but true you know that it is what it is we will often probably come back to different music movies tv shows because one they're fun to talk about and two they might intersect with sports taylor swift this time did not no definitely not but that's okay doesn't always have to be that way Yes. So back to sports because we're going to stick to sports. Uh, (laughs) Andrew Luck. Yeah. Very surprising. I mean, that's not, that is not a hot take. (laughs) I think everyone was surprised by that. Um, Yes. His press conference, I think was probably the most surprising thing. Just the way that he was, uh, the things that he said and just the emotion that he, you know, he conveyed in that, um, was pretty intense and you know it just makes your heart go out to him it's just it's really it's kind of a sad situation but um hopefully he's doing what's best for him and ignoring all the people who are tweeting terrible things at him please stop like i for someone to tweet at like andrew luck and like when people are like oh like how could you quit or it's you know you're 29 years old and you're retiring what are you doing like there's more to life than football hard to believe I know but um I I think he is a smart guy and he's 
didn't make the decision without really thinking through all the various aspects of it. Yeah. I think that this also kind of brings us back to the whole conversation of athletes and mental health and the stigma. I mean, there's a stigma about mental health with just the general population, but especially with professional athletes or even college athletes, uh, it's just, I mean, it's starting to become more accepted for people to, you know, speak out and admit that they, you know, are dealing with anxiety or depression or, you know, whatever it may be. But um, I think this just kind of really made me realize that people, you know, they're refer- they're saying he's weak. Um, and one of the main things he talked about was that just all of his injuries were just mentally draining and hard for his mental health and just the whole rehab process. And then, you know, you're brought yeah. back down to earth. Like when you're, when you get injured again, you have to start all over that recovery process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just kind of made me think of that whole conversation again and where, you know, where the different leagues are at with that. I mean, they're going to continue to be challenged to, think about that discussion because as more people are feeling comfortable to be open about their mental health and like sharing their like experience in that um, leagues are going to have to do something. They're going to have to be like, yes, we absolutely. And I, I assume all of the leagues are like, yes, we would love everyone to be super positive about mental health issues. We're just not there as a society yet, but like we're getting there and we're getting there quickly um, with how so many people are so open. And so I, maybe they, this will be a chance for a lot of the leagues to be ahead of the game because they have so many athletes coming forward with, Hey, this is not good for like my mental health. Yeah. And I will say I'm really proud of what the NBA has done in terms of, you know, giving athletes support in terms of their mental health. Um, They've over the past few years implemented a lot of things to help out with that. And this year um, they're doing even more. So every uh, team will have one to two mental health professionals who are licensed and local uh, with who have experience dealing with and treating um, mental health issues. So those people will be available to athletes on NBA teams. And uh, I mean, they have a lot of other things that they're doing as well, but that's kind of one of the main things that they're putting in place for this year. And uh, I think that's really good. And uh, props to all of those players who have spoken out to kind of bring awareness to the issue and give them a little, uh, kick to kind of, you know, for the leagues to start addressing it. I think that's really great. So hopefully things only continue to go up from here in terms of that in professional sports and college athletics as well. I would assume it would because a lot of the the changes will, the players are the drivers for the change. Yeah, like definitely. Whether it's professional sports or college sports, if they're wanting to see some type of change within a department or within a league or whatever, yeah, um, it definitely like the players are their own best advocates in that situation. Definitely, yeah. So you have some uh, interesting Austin news for us. It sounds like. Yes. So Matthew McConaughey, local Austin resident. You know, we love things that are happening in the city of Austin that have to do with sports because often 
it's not sports. I feel like people talk about, um, <laughs> like when I leave Austin, people are like, Oh yeah. How's the music there? And I'm like, we have like sports here too. And they're like sports <laughs> in Austin. I'm like, well, yes. I mean, we have the Longhorns. Um, but this time Matthew McConaughey is not doing something with the Longhorns. So Austin will be getting a professional soccer team in a couple years and they're starting all the things they're building the stadium. They're getting the team together. Um, they're moving people here to start getting everything together for that. And they are getting like partial owners in line. And Matthew McConaughey is partial owner of Austin FC, which I just thought was very interesting. I think, I mean, Um, I think it's great for their brand. Honestly, he's so iconic. He's so iconic to, Texas, but uh, you know, why not, why not make the leap from the Longhorns to the new Austin soccer team? I think it's awesome. And I think that that's something that gives them great publicity, honestly. Oh, it does. Like it 100% gives them great publicity. And like, as they're the first professional team in Austin, like there are some, you know, we have a G league basketball team and we have a like hockey team and a baseball team and like a minor league. So all of them are basically minor league. Right. So then to have like the first professional team be a soccer team and for like one of the partial owners to be like Matthew McConaughey, it's just like peak Austin. Oh, for sure. Very on brand as we like to say. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, they're going to have kombucha on tap at the games. Oh, definitely. Uh, With a local vendor. Hashtag local. uh, We're big on local things here in Austin. Fair trade, probably, too. You know, I mean, a lot of the things that are very Austin are also very Colorado and Boulder specifically. So I think there's really a lot of overlap there, but. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's, I mean, Austin's like a hot Denver to me where it's everyone's like, I'm going to go local and I'm going to go do all these different things. Like there's so much to do. And uh, it has that, how people in Boulder are like, let's get organic food and let's go fair trade. And like, let's go vegan. Like that's definitely a thing in Austin. So um, it's, it's kind of the hype that it would be if a new team was coming to Boulder or Denver. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Except Colorado doesn't have a Matthew McConaughey. Unfortunately, they do not. I wish they had some better, more, you know, kind of more iconic celebrities. I don't think 303 is really cutting it. Hey, now, 303 <laughs> had a bunch of hits. They did. I mean, we were in high school. They definitely did. I definitely listened to them a lot in high school. Occasionally no now, but not very often. Uh, still no judgment. Their music is like only mildly offensive. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, they're on my throwbacks playlist, which is all the music I listened to like in high school and early college. So yeah, why not? <laughs> so that's a big Austin news. If there's any other, I don't think there's going to be any other big news out of Austin unless it <laughs> has to do with, with Texas. Uh, football. Oh my goodness. Texas football. Well, they play Louisiana tech this weekend. And I mean, if they lose that game, that, there will that be, would be big news. Ooh, the city might burn down. Hopefully, that doesn't happen. I don't want to see that happen. I would. It would make my weekend really. Well, I might not leave my house because I can just sit and watch football all day. But the day that, like, so Texas in a couple weeks 
will play LSU. And that is the weekend. Austin is not the place to be unless you're at that game. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Well, again, we'll have an update on how the college football like games are playing out um, as they happen. Yeah. You know, and if uh, Texas ends up starting to lose to Louisiana tech, then you might need to have some wine. Yes, 100%. What kind of wine are you drinking tonight? Uh, So it's kind of a funny story. One of my friends got me this Pinot Grigio. Uh, It's called Ramona Singer Pinot Grigio, and she's one of the New York City housewives. (laughs) She made made her own wine, and it was a whole joke. So I watched that show, and I just think it's hilarious. And one of my friends gave me this bottle of wine for my birthday. It's kind of a joke. Um, like it has terrible reviews. Uh, no, there was this, there was this one review I saw online. Um, it said something like, "It was like this wine alone could ruin the Pinot Grigio business completely, or something." It was really wow. funny. There were really hilarious reviews about it, but it, I don't know. I mean, it, I'm enjoying it. It's probably just because of the name, you know, um, but. <laughs> I, it pairs really nicely with Trader Joe's uh, lemon bars, which are quite <laughs> delicious. Uh, I like them way better than the lemon bars you would make if you just got like the mix and the baking out. Yeah. Um, you can find them in the frozen section if you ever want to try them. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm having this week. What about you? I stay on my white wine nonsense, um, and I'm going to sound real... Real cheap this week. Uh, I like the Boda Box Pinot Grigio. <laughs> I have some of that in my fridge, too. It's actually pretty good. Right? It's, like, surprisingly good for boxed wine. Um, and I had to explain to someone what boxed wine was after, like, drinking it. And they were like, what do you mean boxed wine? And people are like, it's wine that literally comes in a box. And they're like, but how? <laughs> it, it was wild. But, um, yeah, that's where we're at this week with our wine it's a good place nice yeah i mean it's like california wine too as most box wines are but it's kind of surprising that it tastes that good for being an italian wine that was made in california yeah no judgment there if you have any wine suggestions for us our dms are open we drink all the wines uh emily drank it we'll drink the red wines pretty much any kind yeah Red blends, yes. Emily Cornell can do some red blends, but that's about the extent of your red wine uh, choices, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not super like sophisticated when it comes to things. So I just said I like to drink box wine. I mean, um, no, so do I. So really, I mean, no, I feel really no judgment. Everyone does. Yeah. Okay. It's a judgment free zone. This is a safe space. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> do you have Anyways. any? Uh, funny stories about dating or anything like that to tell this week? Yeah. So last night, um, I did have a date and we had our fantasy football draft. We did. Yes. And I was like, like I was very upfront in the beginning. I was like, I have a fantasy football draft and they were like, well, don't let your girlfriend get in the way of your wife. And like, <laughs> trust me, I won't. Like, so did you, um, did you have this conversation over text? Like, did you form? No, like this was in person. Oh, okay. Got it. 
like showed up and I was like, Hey, so I'm going to be real with you. I have a fantasy draft, um, like with my friends and they, he was like, okay, uh, that's, you're a nerd. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Um, I, everyone does this. This is not a nerdy thing, but I will bask in being a nerd. It's fine. Um, and I was like, I have to get Baker Mayfield before my friends do. Um, okay, and then, that, you know what? That probably is your hot take of the week. What round did you draft him in again? The second? <laughs> I drafted Sorry, Baker Mayfield I'm putting, I'm putting, first. <laughs> first. I'm putting you on blast right now. I'm sorry. I didn't realize like that was such a, a bad thing to draft, but I knew I was going to draft Baker because I'd had a different, um, so the tailgate society, we have another, um, draft fantasy football draft that I did on Sunday. And I was like, dang it. I did not get a great quarterback in that draft. And then my backup quarterback, bless his heart is Josh Allen for both of my fantasy wow. teams. But so last night I was like, no, I have to get a good quarterback. I'm going to get Baker Mayfield. Um, and I didn't, I didn't realize that was a hot take until you all were making fun of me for it. Oh no. I mean, I just, I mean, it's kind of the equivalent of when I drafted Russell Wilson I, in the first round, it was my first pick and he had been named the starting quarterback over Matt Flynn like days before like he was, yeah. told, you know, rookie, whatever. So, I mean, I, we've all, it's one of those things where you just, sometimes, you know, when you make a pick, you just follow your heart. And I feel like that's what you were doing there. And uh, sometimes it works out. So who knows? I came in with a plan. I knew I was going to get him. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I was going to get, I knew I wanted to have Baker Mayfield. Um, I feel good about the Browns this year. Like they might not be the best team, but they're, not be the a worst. Fun team to they're definitely yeah, not the worst. <laughs> No, and like I don't even think the Colts are going to be the worst. Yeah, like they don't have Andrew Luck, but like of teams that are probably still going to have a bad season, you know, the Jaguars are probably not going to be great because they've never been good. Yeah, they're always pretty mediocre at best. (laughs) Exactly. So, so I'm like, well, the Browns will be better than that, and that's saying something because the Browns literally have a losing record for forever. Yeah, I don't know the last season they didn't have a losing record. Probably not right. during our lifetime. Well, maybe. I was going to say not during our <laughs> lifetimes, but maybe. But you know, and like they, I just I want to root for the underdog, and that's like as underdog as you can get. Not only have they are they a losing franchise. Their colors are hideous. Baker yeah. Mayfield kind of is a hot take. Like if you you either like him or you do not. Um, and so there's there's just a lot going on with the Browns that it makes me excited that I might win our fantasy football league. You could. I mean, who knows? But I mean, while you were busy drafting Baker Mayfield, I auto drafted. I think my first three picks because I was watching Bachelor in Paradise and I didn't get my laptop set up in time. And then it was also hard to enter the draft. I don't remember it being so difficult before. ESPN must have changed their setup stuff. But yeah, I was uh, really drawn into the stupid drama of Bachelor in Paradise. And what was happening? Honestly, I don't even remember. Oh no! There's just so much. There's you can't remember because there's just there are so many things in each episode to unpack. 
Like, I don't remember really what happened on the episode I watched last night that much because I just watched another two-hour two, uh, episode. It's a very big commitment. Four hours of your week. But it ends soon, right? Because football. Yeah, I think it ends. It probably ends in a, maybe two or three weeks. Okay. I can't remember the date of the finale. It's definitely coming up, but that's been my entertainment for the summer for sure. You can tell us if someone finds love and gets married and then swiftly gets divorced. Yes, which is probably likely. Um, but yeah, so part of Bachelor in Paradise is their whole, you know, kind of beach setup pool. Like there's a lot of drinking going on. Uh, and I was at the pool at my apartment this past weekend. Yeah. And I felt like I was just at a frat party because there were so many bros and they were all drinking white claws. And it was just a really, like, I wasn't in a social experiment, but it felt like I kind of was because it was just like, there was just a lot to unpack with what I was witnessing. Uh, Tell me more. Well, the first thing that happened was these two guys sat down next to me and one of them was like, bro, do you want a claw right now? And I first had never heard white claws be abbreviated to a, a claw, <laughs> which made me laugh. Um, hopefully they didn't think I was like actually laughing at them. But um, anyways, and the guy responded, he was like, oh, no, bro, I'm good. Like I got some natties. And I was like, first of all, why would you be passing up white claw for natties? Like, just take your friends. Maybe it was a take day. your friends' white claw, please. Uh, so that was the first interesting thing that happened. The second thing was um, there were a bunch of guys in the pool, and someone from an apartment that overlooks the pool, another guy started throwing down Bud, cans of Bud Light into the pool to one of his friends because the guy was out of beer. <laughs> Isn't that illegal? I don't know. I mean, it felt like I was in a movie. Like, it felt like it was Animal House or something stupid. Uh, so that was the second funny thing. And then the last thing, which I definitely did a double take, this dude walks in and he's carrying a Yeti cooler, which is very broy. And then um, he was wearing a Grayson Allen jersey. Oof. And it wasn't just like a Duke jersey. Like it was an NBA jersey, which that is commitment. That really I is. I would have judged him less if it had been a Duke jersey with just the number on it, you know? I mean, because obviously uh, NCAA, uh, they can't can't put the names on the back of the jerseys. Yeah, not sanctioned. Not sanctioned, no. Allegedly, it's... Uh, using players' likeness to make money for the institutions. So God they say, forbid so they, they use the players' likeness yes. to make money for the institutions. I would never <laughs> set every institution. Correct. So uh, that was kind of my weird, interesting weekend, um, interacting with the male species. Your interaction is, Wow. At least they, like, they were changing it up. They had White Claws. They had Bud Light. They had Natter Days. Of those three things, they probably should have just stuck to the White Claws. They definitely should have. And I don't even like White Claws, so, but I I mean. Really? 
that should have saved that for another hot take for another week. Oh, but. you should have. <laughs> I tried them for the first time this week, and I'm like, these are so good. But you really like um, sparkling water. Like, you like LaCroix and Bubblies and those kind of drinks. Oh, yes. I'm quite basic. I enjoy them. Yeah, I don't do not enjoy them. So, to me, it makes sense that I don't like the alcohol version of that. But... That's correct. Um, but I'm glad they're an option for everyone out there who, who enjoys them. I think it's probably a good uh, thing to have over the course of a day if you're going to be out and about for a lot of hours. So, yeah. They're so hydrating. <laughs> but so are the little wine things. Like, um, there's a, there are these little wines at Trader Joe's. Okay. They are delightful. Someone had the... I also was at a pool this weekend, but there were no like frat boys. Mm -hmm. It was just like a bunch of women. Oh, so everyone had like good drinks. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So there were like the White Claws. There were the Trader Joe's wine can, canned wines, whatever they are, Um, (laughs) and they were super refreshing and sweet, but like not too sweet. Mm -hmm. But they were definitely like ten percent. So way more than White Claws. Way more than White Claws. Yeah. Uh, were they better than the, probably the wine that I had at a Rockies game one time? Most definitely better than the wine you had at a Rockies game. <laughs> Good to I know. feel like any drink is better than a drink at the Rockies game. Uh, Unfortunately, they need to up their drink game at Coors Field, but Coors Field remains a top baseball field. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, it's perfect. Can't complain. If you're ever in Colorado for any reason... That's definitely the best uh, best place to catch a game. For sure. Or I guess CU for football. That's pretty yeah. pretty nice view too. And and like any CU sport yeah, outdoors, because like the soccer field. Yeah, that's true. Is like you see the flat irons behind it. Same with um, lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. The college sports, we're definitely keeping up with lacrosse. Hmm. <laughs> We know a lot about lacrosse. Emily and I are former lacrosse players. Only not. Definitely not. And not really a thing. But I love that it is an up-and-coming sport in college sports. Or at least it seems to be because the Pac-12 has teams. It does seem to be. Yeah. Yeah. And it used to be like an East Coast only thing. And now here we are out West playing it. Yes. Anyways, do you have any personal plugs this week? Um, so nothing other really than our Give Sports Equipment Drive that's coming up. Uh, it's not this weekend, but the following weekend. So Saturday, September 7th from 9 to noon. And it's in Denver at the Pepsi Center RAV4 parking lot. Um, you can drop off any used sports equipment that you have and... We'll donate it to kids who can't afford to buy their own equipment. And if you drop by and donate stuff, you get two tickets to an Avalanche or Nuggets preseason game. And there will be players there helping unload cars. So you who knows? You know, one of the players might be unloading your car, which is cool. So that's my really only plug. Um, I've also been favoriting and retweeting a lot of Bachelor in Paradise content on it. Twitter. So if that's something you enjoy, I have found some pretty good things. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Emily Jarenka. And we'll put the links to our Twitter accounts in the description of the episode. 
do you have anything to plug? Um, I don't have a ton to plug, but with the great sport of college football coming up, um, be sure to check the tailgate society, um, for any articles. I'm sure lots of things will be written about, um, the Iowa state cyclones and, you know, Matt Campbell, I'm sure plenty of content about him as he is the savior. The cyclones have been waiting for <laughs> from what I understand. Uh, allegedly, I an, allegedly. allegedly, I mean, they, they allegedly, they could do very well in the big 12 this year, which, you know, I would love to see. Yeah. Be exciting. Oklahoma and Texas kind of get a little scared when they play Iowa state. So yeah, let's shake things up, make it interesting. Yeah, have have one team from Iowa be good. Like, come on now. Uh, every every state needs to have one team that's good. But shout out to University of Iowa. They have a great pregame thing that they started doing last year at uh, football True. games where everyone faces the children's hospital that looks out onto the football field, basically. And um, they do a nice little wave and stuff to all the kids who are in the hospital there. So that's pretty heartwarming to be honest. It's true. So that's it, what Iowa has going for them at their football games. <laughs> it's probably the sweetest thing that happens in college. Oh, sports it makes me like, that. it makes me emotional. <laughs> it's just so happy and kind. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is why sports are so great. Exactly. They have such a positive impact and people can do so much good. And then they turn around and leave the game and all of a sudden, it's like they forgot that warm feeling of being like, hello, let's wave to all of these children in the hospital who get to look down at the game and like have this really cool experience. And now we're not nice again. Like, come on, people. Yeah. Let's just all be good people all the time. I think that's a good note to end on. Don't forget those warm, fuzzy feelings that come with sports. That's what, that's the best things about sports. So that's focus so on that. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Emily and Emily, sports and courts.